0: Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And today we are here just catching up and chatting about our studios and
1: how things are going. So Robin, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm optimistic that this is going to be a good year. Good. At least I'll do the best I can to make it that way. And whatever's out of my control uh, is out of my control.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm having a hard time of letting go
1: of what's not
0: in my control.
1: <laughs> it is really hard because I think that as studio owners, we are type A mm-hmm. and we like to take charge. We like to we don't like to sit around and watch things unravel before our eyes. <laughs> we like to you know, grab the bull by the horns and and make things happen and there's so many things in our world right now that we can't control. Right? So that that that's I think that that really kind of sums it up for me when you ask me how I am because that is a very um, it boils it down to its essence it, it, it's it's wearing on me yes it's, it's exhausting and it's um, you know you wake up in the morning and you're like are we still in this world no yeah. oh we are okay here we go again right but I started by saying I was optimistic so. Because there's really no other way to be when it comes down to it. I mean, or I can just cry.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, and I think it's okay to have those,
0: like, those valleys sometimes and just, you know, have a good cry if you need it. Mm-hmm. But then we got to
1: do what we can with the circumstances that have been handed to us. Right. Right. So we both opened on the 14th, mm-hmm. you and I. Mm-hmm. And so we're about a week and a half in. What have you learned in the last week and a half? Did anything not go as planned, go better than planned? Any surprises for you? Oh man, so interesting. I have um
0: tweaked and retweaked and re-retweaked our sort of COVID cleaning procedures. Mm. Um you know what happens in the in between classes transitions. And I find that there's sort of a flurry of activity in between classes where We're sanitizing the floors, we're sanitizing cubbies, we're wiping down the bathrooms, we're wiping down all the lobby seating. Um, And so like that in-between class time is kind of, I won't say labor intensive. It's not like we're digging ditches or anything (laughs) too too intense, but it does require a lot of hands. Mm -hmm. And I have been so relieved and pleased with how much my teachers are willing to pitch in. Wow, great. No one has been complaining about the extra um, procedures that we're doing, the, you know, having to mop down the floors between classes. And um, I have one gap in front desk coverage on Tuesdays of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And without me even asking, and I, I don't know why I just didn't think of like, what's going to happen in those 15 minutes and make a plan for it. Mm-hmm. But the first week my, my new ballet instructor just stepped in. Wow! I didn't, nice. I didn't even train her on like the, the procedures or anything. She just picked it up and made it happen. And it was, it was great. So I think I'm, I'm very pleased with my team right now, mm-hmm. but doing really well. And so far, no complaints at all. And I also have a, a little, a small army of work study students who I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to fill their time but they're doing a lot of those cleaning procedures. So yeah. that's definitely helpful as well.
1: That's great. Yeah, I would say that I'm I'm very pleased with the team effort that's going on around here. Um, I try not to assign myself any um, routine tasks because sometimes I'm not in town and I need the, the machine to churn with or without me. Right. So if anything needs to get done, I usually assign it to someone. And... Um, everybody's just, I mean, we've got a wrangler at the door, which is either a mom or a teenage student or a teacher or something like that, student teacher. And they, you know, bring people in the front door, direct them to wash their hands, make sure that they've got a copy of the schedule um, in their hands so they can direct kids where to go. By now, the second week, people are kind of figuring out, you know, what studio they're in. Um, one of our big things that we learned last week that didn't go so well, was the lack of facial expression that we can communicate to young children while mm-hmm. wearing masks. Mm-hmm. And so last week we had a couple of experiences where um, in, in this one particular class, it was a tumbling class and this little boy who's been here, he's probably four, and he, his older sister has been here for years, so he's always been in the building with his mom, you know, in the in our playroom and stuff. Playroom's gone. Now there's no more parent lounge. Mom has to wait outside. He comes in. He knows the teachers, but um, he couldn't see Miss Rachel's face. And in the middle of class, he just curled up in a ball and started crying. Oh. And she, wa- you know, her instinct was to go to him and, you know, scoop him up in her arms and, and say, it's okay, you know, and give him a hug. But we're not supposed to be in contact with them physically. So she stepped back and she took her mask off and she said, you know, it's me, it's Miss Rachel. And she smiled and and she was able to encourage him to um, not be so scared. However, uh, it happened again in a dance class where she also had virtual kids. Mm. And you also have to consider that you're being watched by the people who are Uh, attending class virtually and they're attending class virtually because they're even more concerned about close contact right so you on the one hand you want to give love to this child and you don't know how it's going to be received from the people who are watching you on the zoom class Mm -hmm. so it's th- that was that was kind of a tricky one, and Ms. Rachel's a champ, and she's a real professional, and she's very loving, and she was able to figure it all out, but it was something that we had to consider. So what we're doing now is we're taking, well, not just for that reason, but also because it's very difficult, we found, to run a Zoom class with kids in the room when all the kids are under six years old, <laughs> because it's a very different way of teaching, right. right population of kids so we're we're putting all the zoom kids in one class for our creative kids program for our little kids cool so if you want zoom then you or virtual classes then you have to come on wednesday at five or whatever it is and then everything else is live and that way we can um, make sure that nobody is slipping through the cracks and everybody is getting all the attention and you know it's just different teaching to zoom very different than teaching in person and to divide yourself into those two characters at the same time is very hard
0: it's very hard we're we're also dealing with that and we have um, so our our space our studio spaces are quite small and we can only fit five students in the room at a time with the teacher so any class that has uh, more than five is split into two groups which rotate in and out of the studio so half the class is at home on zoom half the class is in the studio and you know, we're only in our second week right now, so we're we're barely barely even digesting this this new this new system. But I've got some teachers who are struggling with that, and I think that's totally expected. And some teachers who are getting really creative already with how they're teaching in that context. And I have I th- any tips? Um, well, one of my teachers has kind of adjusted so that the students on zoom they do participate but when it's like across the floor or large jumps and our our new policy is that when you're dancing at home no no jumps maybe jumping jacks but like no petite allegro you don't have sprung floors in your garage (laughs) where you're dancing you know so we, we don't know what kind of flooring everybody's dealing with so no jumps at home so the students at home are more in a sort of teaching role where they're observing a specific student in the studio and then getting feedback. And I think, you know, that might not be something that is sustainable long-term, but for now it's working Mm -hmm. and it's keeping the kids at home engaged. They're not, um, you know, again, it's only our second week, but so far there's, they're staying engaged with the material. It's giving them an opportunity to, um, you know, take class with a different
1: perspective, which I think is always helpful. Great. Yeah. So what are you doing in terms of any kind of activities or events, uh, for the, for the season? Good question. I
0: don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Usually at this time, you know, I'm planning our Halloween party and our, our holiday party and, um, you know, community events and things like that. And I just don't know how those are going to happen so I'm trying to think of new things that we can do Mm -hmm. Um, and something that I thought of and I don't think I came up with this idea on my own I must have gotten it from somewhere I'm just not that smart but (laughs) the idea that I have is to do a solo concert where um, anyone over, over the age of seven who wants to do a solo can do a solo and our studio is not so huge that it's going to wind up being like a five-hour concert. I don't think that that many people will will sign up to do this. So maybe it's like, I you know, don't, I haven't even run the numbers, but it's a specific price to participate. And that includes a set number of rehearsals with the teacher or with the choreographer of your choice. And maybe I'm going to make a Google form where they can rank the, our teachers in order of preference for choreographing. Um, and it's just solo, so that way we don't have to worry about social distancing on stage, but maybe we can rent a smaller venue than what we usually do for our recital, and each performer has a certain number of tickets that they, they actually can distribute, and then create like a montage reel, a video reel, with little snippets of each performer, and have that video reel shown at the, at the big recital. Interesting. Interesting. That's a good idea. And also, and I would bring in not just my instructors, but maybe other dance professionals in the community to give feedback to each performer and to the choreographers as well so that it can be like a learning and growing experience for my staff and for my students.
1: Yeah. I think I'm finding it kind of tricky right now because I want to plan, usually our fall is very busy. We usually have a lot of things going on. And of course, most of them have been canceled. So I'm, I'm worried that by not having events to look forward to, that some of the the morale and the enthusiasm will wane. And so in trying to avoid that, I've been planning some things. And it's interesting because some of the feedback has been not what I expected, I think that people are kind of in, you know, when you sit on the sofa too long and you can't get off the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like some people are in that kind of a, a rut where they don't even want to do things or yeah, but the inertia has set in. They're like, yeah. life is slow now and it's
0: kind of nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Or or just yeah, maybe it's nice or and and I I can be critical of other people feeling that way, but if you think about it if I think about it, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like the other night I asked my husband, Hey, do you wanna go let's go do something? And we both were like mm. <laughs> Like oh I gotta put makeup on or oh we're gonna have to wear a mask or Ugh, or we don't even know if they're going to be open or if there's not going to be live music, you know? So it was like, eh, if, we're, if it's not going to be the way it was, then why even do it at all? Kind of a mentality. Right, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So I get it. I get it. So, so I'm trying to kind of balance that in this semester and offer some things that are maybe optional mm-hmm. and, um, and so that the people who do want to get back at it can, um, can get back at it, but they don't feel obligated to do that. Um, so so how, are you, how are you doing that? So I think, I, I personally think this is a great idea. <laughs> but um, I actually got the idea from, I mean, Stacey Tushel's program. And mm-hmm. she did this at Easter. She had um, an Easter bunny. I guess she has an Easter bunny costume. And she um, sent out a Google form to her community. And people could request or book an, a, a time slot where the Easter bunny would come to their neighborhoods. Yeah. And I guess just... Um, I don't know what they would do, like just wave to the kids and or come in the driveway or whatever. So I got kind of turned that into a Halloween idea and we're doing something called, we're calling it the zombie tour. And the da- uh, I'm going to use my top, my m- most advanced dancers will run it. And they're basically just going to put together some choreography. It's a, a three-song medley with Thriller and um, some other Halloween things. And then, so they're going to put this dance together. It's going to be not, no concern about spacing. It's like anybody can do it. Like a parade routine. Exactly. And so we're going to have a caravan of minivans. And the kids will roll up on an, a neighborhood, and the families will know that we're coming. They will request us to come. And maybe they can arrange for their neighbors to all gather in some somebody's driveway with their lawn chairs or whatever. And the kids will jump, well, I'll have my son Brendan's vehicle that has a very loud stereo and um, blast the music and the the kids will roll out of the the, uh, minivans and do this five minute performance. I'll have moms in EMC shirts, giving out candy with EMC flyers. And then we just get back in the vans and go to the next neighborhood. Oh my God, I love that. I'm excited about it. And it's zombie makeup. Everybody loves zombie makeup. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's not like we have to have costumes that all match. They can make their own costumes. Um, so I'm excited about this. So, oh, Robin, that's brilliant. Yeah. So in the Google form, one of the things we're doing is going to be asking people in the community, like how many people do you think you can gather? Are you in a cul-de-sac? Is there a street light over your house, you know, in the area? And so I think cul-de-sacs would be ideal. And, you know, there's always those neighborhoods that have that family that, you know, everybody's going to the Smith's house and, you know, there's always a big hubbub at their house. Well, those are the houses that we want to um, to go by.
0: Okay. So anyway, that's that idea.
1: <laughs> then we're doing our Nutcracker site specific uh, in the mansion which we had done two years ago tell us about that so we 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 do a nutcracker every other year and i there's a lot of nutcrackers so we wanted to put a different spin on it so two years ago was our first time we did it this way and we rented a mansion it's like a country club kind of a scenario you could have your wedding there or something mm-hmm. and we did the nutcracker there and it was wonderful because families would arrive dressed up and th- it was like they were um guests at the party scene. And we had, there was an open bar and and this year we were going to have like appetizers and, you know, basically make it kind of more of a um, interactive, you're at the party scene kind of thing. And then you wander through the the mansion and you see the different um, variations in different rooms in different settings. And it was very beautiful and very well done. So this year we were going to do it without an audience and film it. So we would ha- have a little bit more space and the audience wouldn't be in the video because last time that was a little bit weird to maneuver the cameras around the audience. And um, so we are doing our Nutcracker. And and what we'll do is we don't, it, we're saving money by not um, doing it on a Saturday night. We're going to do it on a series of Tuesdays mm-hmm. and the kids can just come in and film it different scenes at a time. So everyone's not there at the same time. And um, we, we're, it's going to be less expensive to use the venue because it's not on a Saturday night. So anyway, and then the last thing that we're doing is our holiday celebration that we normally do, but we're going to um, really focus on the dance on film aspect and teach our kids about you know how, what a different experience it is dancing for the camera than it is dancing for an audience you know it's not about you have one shot to do it and it better be perfect it's okay we're going to do it if it's wrong we're going to do it again and we're going to try it again we're only going to do these eight counts and the camera's going to be here the camera's going to be in your face or the camera's going to be overhead or that didn't work we have to do it again and we're going to um decorate the studio in different you know like one room will be like the winter wonderland and then a couple of dances will be filmed in there and then one might be you know, Santa's shop and a couple dances will be in there. And one might be just a basic, you know, pipe and drape scenario for like a contemporary piece or something. And anyway, we're going to, I'm a little nervous about that one, just because I have in my mind this vision of it being really like well done. And we've never done anything like this before. So I don't know if it'll live up to my own expectations and my teachers are a little bit like doubting themselves. I think that they're going to be fine, but um, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how this goes.
0: That's very exciting. That's like good for you. Those are some really amazing creative ideas.
1: I think what's making me most nervous is that none of this is something that we've done before. Right. So You know, in years past, it's like, oh, we do the fall tour all the time. We do our holiday celebration all the time. Oh, we've done the Nutcracker before in the mansion. We know exactly what to expect. This year, we have no idea what to expect. And we're just, it's just, we're doing it for the first time. Every stinking event. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one thing to do, like, one new thing a year and then
0: repeat the old systems, but... To do everything brand new. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. And you know, with everything that you do for the first time, there's going to be some hiccups and some problems and some glitches. Mm
1: -hmm. Right. And the other thing is, with it being, like the whole point of it is being recorded for the two events, Mm -hmm. that's going down in history. It's not like a live community performance at the the community park where it just kind of, oh, that wasn't so great, but oh, well, just it'll evaporate into into (laughs) everyone's memories. You know, this is going to be like on a DVD or what, you know, it's going to be archived. Archived, (laughs) yeah. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, what other things have you been, have there been any surprises or things that you didn't think of in planning for the fall just in terms of your everyday operations um
0: oh well the oh my god i didn't think of that was that lysol is non-existent you can't get lysol spray anywhere at all no. <laughs> in, in over like a course of two or three days I, I must have gone to like 20 different stores and nobody had lysol I talked to a stocker at Walmart and he said that um, they do get it in, but it's gone within the first 30 minutes of the store opening. So get here at seven in the morning. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's like $25 a can on Amazon and won't ship till the middle of November. Wow. Yeah, it's bananas.
1: So I... um, What about like hand soap and sanitizer? Are those running scarce too? Because we haven't run out of that yet. I haven't run out of that yet either. So...
0: I don't know, but I, I'm seeing a lot of like industrial sized hand sanitizers type Mm -hmm. stuff at like Lowe's and Home Depot.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And that's where I got the cleaning spray that we're using. It's called Inside, Mm I-N-C-I-D-E. And it says on the label that it kills a gajillion things, including human coronavirus. So Mm -hmm. That's what we're using. I, I, we've already gone through two bottles of it, and I ordered two more gallons online last night. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so, but yeah, just like you, regular supplies that you kind of take for granted yeah. are, A, go, you're using them a lot faster, mm-hmm. and,
1: and, two, there, some of them just aren't available. Yeah. So have you had any of the dreaded call? you know, like so-and-so tested positive or um, so-and-so has come in contact with someone who is showing symptoms or any of that?
0: Knock on wood. No. Um, I've had a couple of of calls where, oh, you know, so-and-so has the sniffles today, so we're going to take class on Zoom. Mm -hmm. And we are we're doing every single class on Zoom, regardless of if we have online kids signed up or if we have more than five students enrolled. Every single class, every single week is going on Zoom. Mm-hmm. One, because I want I want class recordings. I want to generate a library of, of class recordings. Um, so we're doing it for that reason and two because you know if that kid if that kid does have the sniffles maybe it's not a full-blown fever or anything but just yeah keep that at home take online if if you're out of town i have a student who um her dad she lives with her dad in virginia but her mom lives in south carolina well now that school is online only She's splitting her time between Virginia and South Carolina. So when she's in South Carolina with her mom every other week, she just takes class on Zoom and it works out perfectly. I mean, well, you know, not perfectly, but it works out pretty well. (laughs) We're making it work. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The day before we opened my uh, gym teach, my gymnastics director, uh, her husband tested positive. So, she took her daughter, who's one of our dancers, to Michigan to stay with her mom, and she was just like, "I'm out."
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: So thank. So what I learned is because then I, of course I talked to my HR person, and we we have to pay her for being off for two weeks, but um, through the Cares Act, I think um, we get reimbursed by that. So basically, the government paid her for two weeks. Wow, that's nice. Which mean No, let me correct that. Um, our taxes are paying. For <laughs> so this is going to... I mean, this is just a, another layer of what we're going to have to deal with in, in the recovery um, because all of this has to be paid back in some way. Um, but thankfully, she tested negative and, and her husband is doing okay and they're going to be back soon. And also luckily... Um, not luckily, thankfully my team really stepped up and, and swooped into action and mm-hmm. we able to cover the classes. But and that's not luck. That's you creating a team that is willing to do that. Yeah. And also they're just really, I, 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 I'm hoping and praying that this rallying together mentality stays. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times when something dramatic happens, everyone's like, we're in this together. We got this. And then, As with the pandemic, people are at each other's throats after a while. They're like, um, you know, this isn't fair or, you know, I'm picking up more slack than someone else. So I'm hoping that we can keep a good eye on making sure that everyone is treated fairly. Everyone is doing their part. Everyone is, you know, feeling appreciated so that it doesn't start to eat itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some ways that you're showing that appreciation?
1: Well, actually, I just thought of that as I was speaking it. So I need to, I need to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like um, maybe I need to amp up the love like we were doing pre-COVID when we had time on our hands to add little extras like a box of donuts in the teacher lounge or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, maybe we need to... It's time to start really um, making sure that nobody is feeling overworked and underappreciated. Yeah, definitely. And then the last thing I wanted to mention was um this whole idea of no parents in the building. I see a lot of studio owners are loving it. I'm loving it. I hate it.
0: <laughs> well, I will say I do I do miss those interactions because I feel like that is one of the things that sets my studio apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sets me apart. So I definitely miss having those connections with parents, Mm -hmm. but I am loving the new efficiency. Like, we're getting so much more work done.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like we're being less scrutinized, Mm -hmm. um, you know, with the parents outside. Not that we're doing anything wrong, but it's like, you know, just there's less eyes on every little thing. Yeah,
0: Um, I will... So this is funny. I, um, in, in our new Zoom technology setup, I took the, the TVs. I, I had two TV screens in the lobby for closed circuit viewing of the classrooms. So since I knew we weren't going to have any parents in the lobby, I just took those exact TVs and moved them into the studios. So that way when we have kids on Zoom, those TVs are connected to the computers and it works. Um But I miss having the TVs in the lobby for me. Mm. (laughs) Like, I used to be able to just sit there and watch classes and not interrupt.
1: But
0: now I'm like, I have to go into the classroom to watch. And then there's one more person in the classroom, you know? So, like, I'm like, do I go in and watch? Am I now, is the the room now over capacity? Am I even allowed to go in my own classroom
1: and watch classes? (laughs) Can't you just stand in the doorway?
0: Yeah, I'll just stand in the doorway and kind of peep in, but um but yeah it's funny
1: that I I
0: miss I miss having those tvs for me I didn't even consider that
1: yeah and I've been I'm I'm concerned that we're I don't want to lose that connection amongst the parents because that's a big part of our businesses um at least it is for mine and yours is the families also being friends with each other and yeah. Th- that helps the whole home away from home vibe, right? And so, so if there's something out- cool that one of,
0: that's happening in, in two of my classes, um, I've got two preschool-age classes or kindergarten-age classes where some of the families are friends. And instead of dropping their kids off, going home, and then coming to pick up, they have like a tailgate party right. in the parking lot. I love it. Yeah. Where like they open up their hatch on their minivan, all the moms hang out, the younger siblings are hanging out. And um, yeah, it's like, it's literally like a tailgate party. So I'm wondering if there's a way that we can encourage that
1: or... I was thinking about maybe having a table with like hot chocolate and coffee and and donuts out there. And, but our window is closing because once the weather gets cold, you're going to lose all that I'll right, watch.
0: exactly. Maybe I'll do that next week. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, well, and I also have, I've got a Dunkin' Donuts in my shopping center. So I might just like grab a dozen donuts and like a box of hot chocolate. And Do they have that at Dunkin' Donuts?
1: A box of hot chocolate? I don't know, but they sure should. <laughs> I know at Panera, they've got the box of coffee. Is that what you're coffee? talking about? Right, right. But yeah, maybe we can do, like, maybe that's the new parent appreciation week. Maybe it's. Yeah, like, and even like, I mean, it's fall, like at like apple slice, yeah, I don't know. is food a w- weird thing for people now? Is sharing food weird to Yeah, people? maybe it is. I don't That's a good point. But you don't have to have it. You don't have to have it. Well, and I feel
0: like if you have a, a bottle of, of hand sanitizer out there also, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, at least acknowledging. Uh-huh. So maybe it's just a little table and, and maybe you just say, "Hey, parents. Um you know, we encourage you to stick around in the in the parking lot during your child's class to to get to, to know the other get f- to know the other families, the- to support that. We've got hot chocolate out this week and next week or whatever it might be. You yeah. know, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I think maybe, I'm or know. maybe you can go out with a tray and go to all the
1: cars, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And, Hello, thank you for being an EMC parent. Here's mm-hmm. a, a cup of glass of hot or a cup of hot chocolate.
1: Yeah. So a uh, couple, uh, I guess it was like the you know, it was the Saturday before we opened, and I showed up at the studio just to to work. Oh, they were having a Nutcracker audition. That's what it was. So all the and it was a beautiful sunny Saturday, and I pull up, and all the parents are just gabbing in the parking lot, and I, you know, they all kind of came over to me and started gabbing with me, and I said, "This is awesome." We sh- maybe I should do like a coffee thing, and um, it, it was a bunch of dads. they were like, "No coffee, we need beer." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Well, I don't think I should be encouraging you guys to drink beer and then drive <laughs> the your parking kids- lot <laughs> driving your kids home, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's on you. Um, anyway, I think that's a good idea. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna toss that around. We just opened up a second adult tap class because our our adult
0: tappers that have been with us for a while now have progressed and we got a couple of brand new tappers adult tappers in and it's like this is not working together you know so I told the two new students hey all I need is a third one to run a class and I've got this empty I've got empty studio time so if you want to beginning level tap adult tap class find a third person and we'll make it happen well they did Wow! Now I'm thinking of ways to promote that and maybe it's like, and I think we've talked about this before, but like taps on tap where maybe it's, uh, you know, I partner with the restaurant next door and we do, maybe you get like a ticket for a free beer and then, you know, drink your beer at the bar, come over to the dance studio, take your tap class after one beer and then... (laughs) And then maybe there's another beer after the tap class.
1: It's crazy times, Casey. It's crazy. You know, what I like about these episodes where we just kind of go back and forth uh, about how things are going, I feel like years down the road, maybe we can go back and and listen to them and remember. Um, Because my dad said to me at the beginning of the pandemic, he's like, you should be journaling this. And I thought, I do not have time to be journaling Right? everything that's going on but I almost feel like these podcasts are kind of at least for the studio you know yeah. my business um a, a record of all the ups and downs and yeah and that we are dealing with each week so definitely I hope our listeners um can relate to most of the stuff that we're talking about and and find it helpful to um you know just know what other studio owners are going through and yeah, I think- you know, get, get some ideas and no, you're not alone. Yeah,
0: and I think that's, you know, that's the whole point of, of what we're doing, and the whole point of DSO Connect is, like, you're not in this alone, and, you know, you do have a community around you, and I, I, I truly, I was on a um, a call the other night with NDEO, the National Dance Education Organization, and, you know, they were talking about, the, they, they do these, these these zoom calls every now and again, or they have since the pandemic hit where it's different subgroups of dance educators. So I was on the one that was, you know, private sector studio teachers and, you know, so many of the people on the call and it was studio owners as well. and, And also some teachers, there were so many people on the call just talking about that feeling of, of being alone and being isolated and, and, and they were talking about how the community, the NDEO community was so important to them. Mm. And I was like, can I plug another community also? <laughs> did <you? laughs> I did. Well, because, you know, I wasn't, I, I, at first I wasn't sure if I, if it was a good idea, but I wasn't plugging any of our paid things. I was just talking about our free community and our podcast. Yeah. And, you know, so I felt like that was okay to do. And I, you know, I said, it's for studio owners. And, um, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, that sounds great." <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get some new members from that. Actually, we did the other oh, day. I was oh, like, cool. "Why
1: do we have eight new requests for our group?"
0: Brilliant! That was Wonderful. nice. So, welcome, <laughs> you NDEO know, friends. I hope you're listening. <laughs> that was great. Um, but yeah, so I think I I truly, truly, truly believe that I myself and my studio would not be li- surviving this pandemic without the DSO Connect community. It just, yeah. I just wouldn't have made it.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're definitely, um, all, you know, all, we've all been there for each other. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine coming onto one of these calls one day and saying, hey, guys, guess what? I'm hanging it up. I'm giving up. I mean, how would I even say that to you guys? <laughs> it's like, I can't give up. We're not giving up. Right. And it might look a little different in the future, but I'm not giving up. I haven't come this far. To, to only come this, comp- come this far. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like my favorite quote. I haven't come this far to only come this far. That's a good one. I don't, rem- I don't think I've heard that one before. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So before we go, let's talk about um, our membership. Yeah. You had mentioned that we do have this free community, which is on Facebook. And in the free community, you know, there's lots of chatter back and forth and studio owners helping each other and giving advice. We do uh, Wind Down Wednesday in the free community. Um but we also we that.
0: so we do two we do two calls a month in the free community. It's one on Wednesday, every third Wednesday of the month, and then um, Coffee Chat Friday, the first Friday of every month. And you know <laughs> morning morning ish and late evening. We're trying to cover all of our bases and make sure every everybody gets
1: to gets to be on at least one call. Right. Um, those but- are very loose loose, uh, not really a specific structure, but it's whatever the studio owners feel like talking about. And Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of fun and it's nice to get to know people. Uh, It's nice to feel like you've got friends who understand what this studio ownership thing is all about. Exactly. Exactly. And that's basically how DSO Connect
0: started was just doing these kind of loosely held chats every so often. So that's the free community. And then we also have a paid membership vault where we share ideas and strategies and systems from all six of us. So DSO Connect, you know, the, the, the group who actually runs this, this situation, there's six of us, six studio owners, all with different perspectives and different studios. And we put our heads together and have come up with content every month to deliver you. There's a, like a webinar video every month, there's social media graphics done for you every month. There's, you know, there's always a download of some sort um, that goes along with the video. There's worksheets for you that are like done, um, some worksheets that you kind of go through on your own. There's a task calendar. So, you know, what you need to be focusing on this month so that you're not kind of- flying by the
1: seat of your pants, exactly. reacting to the parents who say, shouldn't we be getting this rehearsal information? Right, exactly. So kind of being proactive instead of reactive.
0: Um, yeah, so it's, it's just really, really great content. And because it's developed by the six of us, you know, you get so many different perspectives and so many different great ideas in that monthly content.
1: And we also do two calls a month for the membership as well, right? Mm-hmm. One is um, kind of conversational, but we, we talk about a specific thing that everyone should be working on for that month.
0: If that's at the end of the month, it's kind of like a follow-up call. Did you have any questions from this month's content? How has that worked for you? What can we help you with? That sort of thing. And then we're also adding the Financial Friday call. Right, which I'm super excited about. It's so simple. It's a co-working call one Friday a month, but it's going to be a designated time where we all sit down together and tackle some of our um for most people less fun (laughs) bookkeeping or financial tasks um and hopefully with financial fridays we will all be able to stay on track and on schedule and then when the new year comes around we'll be able to hand our our accountants all of our books and they'll be done and ready for tax season (laughs)
1: awesome yeah So to join the membership is $27 a month, which is basically nothing. Uh, You also get a little more access to us and specific, like I've shared specific documents that I use in my studio and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And we're only taking one more member right now. And then we're closing membership. So we're going to take one more We want to keep it kind of exclusive and we're going to focus with this group, this small intimate group. And, um, then we will reopen enrollment later on in the year when we feel like we're ready to to introduce a new crew so we just don't want anyone to feel like they're not getting our full attention right um so we want to kind of keep it as a uh, a small intimate group that we can keep accountable right and so we're closing the doors so we're
0: only taking one more member but we're also closing the doors the end of september so you only have a few more days to get in um to be that last person. So yeah. if you're interested, how do you sign up, Robin?
1: Uh, you can go to our website, which is www.dancestudioownerconnect.com. Uh huh, yep. <laughs> and all the membership information is right there. And if you have any trouble, you can certainly reach out to us through our Facebook group, which is DSO Connect Community on Facebook. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to one more member.
0: Yay, so exciting. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, Casey, time to get back to
0: work. Yes, time to get back to the grind. Thank you so much, Robin, for this chat. It's always good to talk to you. Yes, it is. Talk to you later. All right, bye, everybody.